Hey, welcome to the Hello Dad podcast. My name is Ryan Shell. I'm a soon-to-be dad chronicling the adventures of raising a child in New York City. The website for the podcast? Check it out. It's hellodad.com. Now for today's show. I realized the other day that it seems like just the other day we found out we were having a kid and then we wanted kind of that three-month mark to come so that we could start safely telling people that we were having a child. Now I look up and it's like, wow, the kid's going to be here in no time. And that's when the pressure really starts to mount from things like, you know, is the, is the room ready? Do you know how to cook? I mean, like, I don't need to worry about knowing how to cook just yet. But I was raised very Southern and I would say my eating habits suck. Uh, I've been trying to evolve things, but, you know, I want to know how to cook for the child. Uh, and my wife and I, neither of us are big cooks. Living in New York City, people tend to eat out a lot. But I want those ceremonious, like, breakfast on the weekend, pancakes. And I, I just have this dream of doing this as a family. So I've been trying to cook a little more and have had some successes and also some epic failures. One of the things I would love to do is have, like, a, a pizza-making night with the family. So the other night, this was so cool. We went to a pizza making class in the Lower East Side. And put this whole thing off to the side. Even if there's still a few lumps of yeast on the top of the water. The class itself was was just awesome. Uh, We came away feeling like, you know, we could definitely go home and make a range of pizzas ourselves and uh, experiment with the ingredients. And so I foresee us definitely having a, you know, a pizza night with the family. But just figuring out how you're going to cook and what you're going to cook is one thing. Our apartment, we have a two-bedroom apartment, and it's really started to transform. Our second bedroom has always been kind of the the guest room and the put all the crap that you don't know what to do in that room bedroom. But not too long ago, we decided to start cleaning out the bedroom. Now, though, this room has really started to become the baby's room. On our bookshelf, there's in the room, there's uh, baby's books. There's stuffed animals. The glider was there. And just the other day, the crib and the dresser arrived. How's it going? Hi, Ryan. How you doing, man? How, how you doing? Yeah, Adam, good to meet you. Good, good to meet you. Fuck oh, You have a much cooler accent than I do. Oh. <laughs> um, you okay. got all that up here by yourself? Oh, no, I got another guy. Oh, wow. Yeah, so... Um, so where, yeah, where would you like to start? Yeah, I don't know what it is, uh-huh. and if it's like this for other soon-to-be parents, but when the crib arrives, it, there's just something about it that made the scenario so much more real. All right, the uh, delivery guys just left. We officially have a crib now, and uh, wow, um, feels a little more real just to see. It's just one step closer to, I guess, the real thing. Um, It's funny, you see, like, this second bedroom in our apartment is now, like, it's, like, definite baby's room. There's the crib, there's the dresser, there's the glider, there's baby books, there's stuffed animals, Um, and I'm like, wow, do we have enough room? It's, um, when you go from having not, just none of this stuff, like, two or three months ago, to now, suddenly, there's just stuff, baby monitors, trash cans, um, it's a lot. So, (laughs) the, uh, the, the story continues. So the things like the crib, the dresser, uh, the glider, these things are pretty much common sense things that you know you need. But what has just completely blown my mind 
And my wife and I have read pretty much the same amount of books. But somehow or another, she has these magical mom powers that have really enabled her to know all these things to buy from, you know, certain types of soap to you need this thing to let the bottles dry on. I've just been completely mind blown at how she's known to buy all this stuff. So how, I mean, how do women know? It's like, like you. Oh, there's so much stuff. Look at all this stuff. It's like you have this superpower to just know what to buy. And I'm, I'm constantly like, how does she know that? Well, I, I mean, first of all, I ask a lot of questions, but I have a bunch of female friends that have babies. Or have had babies. Are you sure it's not that you just don't have a superpower and you look I at some? I do have a superpower. So, for example, this is all for nursing. So when I start nursing, I'm going to be letting down milk even when the baby's not attached to me. So for that, I need nursing pads so that it catches the milk and it doesn't, doesn't ruin go, your clothes. Doesn't ruin my clothes. Now, valid. Like when okay, the, when the baby is sucking, sometimes it can get raw. I have soothing gel pads that Sandy said were really helpful. You put them on the nipples. You also have lanolin. But doesn't it feel just overwhelming the amount of stuff like no, that? that okay. Like I'm trying. Understands it. I'm That's trying why to. It's not I'm trying problem. to keep up, but it's like there's just so much stuff. Well, you don't have to think about it the same way I do because it's not your body. Things are definitely changing around our apartment. We're learning how to cook. In fact, heck, we're just trying to cook it all. The baby's room is quickly becoming the baby's room and the realization of there's soon going to be a little human sleeping in that room. That's definitely playing out. But also, our sleeping arrangements have also recently changed. So I was recently out of town and came back home and, uh, and somehow or another it was mentioned that I had a good night's sleep. Which then somehow evolved into the idea that maybe I would sleep on our pull-out sofa in the living room and my wife would sleep in our bed. So that evening, I decided to give it a shot. And I got to tell you, I had the best night's sleep. And the same went for my wife. Now, don't for a second think that, oh, you know, these two people are suddenly going to sleep in separate bedrooms the rest of their life. That's not the situation at all. It's more about just getting a good night's sleep because, you know, she's getting up to go to the bathroom a lot. But more importantly, we have to talk about the pillows in the bed. So I've been sleeping on the couch the past few days. It's not really a couch. It's pull out. You pull well, it yeah, out. The, it's pull, a Tempur-Pedic the, mattress. The pull-out couch. It's, and I think the first time in a while that I've completely slept through the night. There's, you know, I get to leave the blinds open, and then there's just. Because you're weird. I'm not weird. I just like sleeping with the. I like the, the light in the morning. But you're laying on the bed right now, and there's one. I'm not in the. I have not been in this bed. <laughs> and there are one, two, three. Like full size big pillows. Queen size. Yeah, they're giant. And then the body pillow. You literally have a pillow and under this, your head. And this. You have a pillow under your head. You have this giant candy cane pillow that's the length of your body. You have another pillow under your leg. And then you have the little wedge under your stomach. Uh huh. I just don't know how couples sleep like this. I think they sleep in king size beds. They also must not live in New York City. No, there are people in New York City with king-size mattresses. Come on, now. All right, so thus far it sounds like I'm just complaining. Have you slept better with me not being in the bed? <laughs> um, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> I don't know how much longer this me sleeping on the pull-out sofa is going to last, but it is definitely nice for both of us to get a full night's sleep. So as the apartment changes, the sleeping patterns change, there's the whole elephant in the room of figuring out 
How in the heck do you take care of this little person? So, as nervous soon-to-be parents, we've started taking a few parenting classes. We started with the breastfeeding class, which, you know, seemed to make pretty good sense to do. But then, I gotta tell you, we did this parenting class a couple weekends ago that basically meant Saturday and Sunday from 1 to 5, we were in this small room in the basement of a medical office in New York City. And we were listening to an instructor tell us all about becoming a parent. And I don't know if I was just feeling a little annoyed from recently traveling a lot and just having no downtime, or if it just made me nervous as all get out, or it was just really not that great of a class. I'm not sure. But I have to admit that I, it was not my favorite experience. So after the first day, I had to check in with my wife and think, you know, how are you feeling about this? So we just left the first parenting class. What did you think? I thought it was very informative. Did you find it at all hard to trust the woman with purple hair? No, I thought that made her kind of interesting. Actually, that was one of the first things I noticed that I really liked about her. What, like, what's the number one thing you took away from the class? How important it is for you to massage me during labor. Yeah, but also, we went to a massage class last week. And last week they were talking about all the motions need to go up the body. I just, I sometimes, I just feel like some of this stuff is marketing after a while. Like we just came to this woman, who is all of a sudden a massage expert too, and told us the exact opposite of what people actually, the massage experts told us to do. I, I don't know. I mean, does that not bother you at all? I don't feel like she was saying don't go up the body. I think she, she was showing other things that would also be helpful during labor. So you think it's going back? It's worth coming back to tomorrow. Yeah, because tomorrow she's also going to show us good positionings when we're actually in labor. I trust my wife, and she seemed to think that going back to day number two would be helpful. So we did. Now I gotta admit, I was a little nervous about this day because this is when it was kind of rumored that we were going to watch a birth on TV. And I'll just tell you, when I was in like ninth or tenth grade, there was an anatomy class that I was in, and we had to watch an autopsy. The autopsy starts, and I tell my teacher that I have to go to the bathroom. So I get up, and I start walking outside the class. I take a right out of the entrance to the class. My back goes up against the wall, and I just remember, right as it was happening, fainting. And I was probably fainted for just 30 seconds or something. So the idea of watching a birth, I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> I don't want to faint in front of all these people. But they strategically edited, so you didn't see anything that was too gnarly. Thankfully, there was no fainting going on. Every labor is unique. Many factors come into play that affect how this journey unfolds and how long it lasts. In fact, the total length of labor... As we're sitting in this class, I couldn't help but look at some of the other guys that were there. And I'm thinking, are they thinking similar thoughts as to what I'm thinking in this class? Are they feeling overwhelmed? Are they getting immense value out of it? So, at the end of the second day, I just had to ask someone. Tell me your name again. Brad. Can I ask you a few questions? Sure. So, Brad, we just finished eight hours of, eight parent, hours. of parenting class. What do you what do you, what do you think of the experience? I'm very tired. I'm ready to go home. Have is, a glass of wine. Is it a, that? Is it a, Did you find it to be beneficial? Parts, I think. Uh, there are chunks of it that made a lot of sense to me, and there are a lot of chunks of it that I am never going to remember, and that it's going to be on the wife to figure out. It, did it leave you feeling like 
just wow, I'm just a guy that knows absolutely nothing. Like, I mean, I left oh, feeling... I, I, I know I know absolutely nothing. I am totally along for the ride and trying to figure this out as I go. I mean, what's amazing is, so the, the wives are in here and they're taking the notes, yet... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the we're, notes we're are, sitting there staring, the notes to figure are, out what's going on. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just, there's so much. I mean, and then there's the awkwardness of today of, like, massaging your wife's butt in front of everyone. Yeah, that, that was a that was a unique experience that I've can safely say I've never done before. So if you so when or if you had to do it all over again, would you would you come back to this class if it was about a quarter the length? Yeah, so maybe if it was just like a concentrated dose. Right. And that's about it. So are, are you how how are you feeling about the baby that's soon to come? I'm really excited. Are you are I don't, you more, I don't necessarily know anything i figure all the planning is going to go to hell anyway i kind of call i call it nervously excited yeah that's the best way to describe it it's, it's kind of like there's all this and i mean do you feel like there's so there's all these classes like the cpr class totally i think is Absolutely. That, that one i did that's a good one but there's all these other classes do you feel like it all just kind of starts to come together and it's like wow this is it's just a lot of stuff it, it's, it's almost like it's people are just throwing marketing at you that's a fair way to put it. Like, we, we, got, we got the class list that we found out about and literally just signed up for everyone that we could find because we figured if we get anything out of it, it'll help. But we're just winging it, let's be honest. It was at least nice to hear that uh, from another man's perspective of what they thought of the parenting class. I definitely have a big interest in being a great parent. But as we, we buy all these things and we go to all these classes, I can't help but just wonder... How much of this is just marketing and people trying to make money? I mean, for goodness sake, cavemen had kids, okay? They didn't have bye-bye baby. They, they just didn't. They didn't have the, the fanciest stroller in the world. I mean, I went to Africa, and the moms throw the kids on their backs. That's just, you know, people do this in much simpler ways. Yet, we seem to overcomplicate everything. But I guess, you know, you just have to be along for the ride until you actually have a child, and then you can realize and think for yourself, okay, that was crap, that was a good idea, and so forth. But until then, I really think we'll just keep going to classes, we'll read books, and we'll just try to take in as much knowledge. The knowledge doesn't necessarily mean you have to do A, B, and C. It at least just prepares you for certain situations should they arrive. There's something else going on right now as well. So we don't necessarily know what we're going to name our son. We had two names picked out and my wife was pretty set on one of the names. And then just suddenly recently she was like, I don't know if this is the right name. So now we're in a bit of limbo and there are still two names that we're tossing back and forth. And I tend to, I'll say I tend to be getting closer to one name personally. But I struggle with the fact that what if we don't want the same name? What if we wait until we give birth and then decide, you know, we see him and then we pick a name? What if it's not the name I want? What if it's not the name that she's wanting? There's just a lot of confusion and I, I would guess just confusing emotion going around about the topic. I just don't, I don't know how to choose. We might have to wait and wait him. Doesn't that seem... I agree, but... And... It also seems like recklessly scary to just like... Like if we disagree when we meet him on what the name should be, you mean? Not, not really, just... I think you, you spend so much time in the pregnancy and like there's all this planning and 
you know, we're sitting here in the nursery and we just got the crib yesterday. There's the dresser. And like you, you plan all this stuff. And then if you, you know, you go into having the kid and then you're like, all right, let's flip a coin when we see him. It's just unplanned. And I guess it's just, it's just scary. My name is Ryan. I'm a soon-to-be dad that really doesn't have much of a model to follow, and I'll be sharing my adventure with you here on the Hello Dad podcast. Before we go, I have a quick favor to ask. Please go to hellodad.com. There's going to be a big box that pops up and says, hey, put your email address here. Do that for me. It's going to allow me to send you the latest podcast directly to your inbox. You're also welcome to subscribe on iTunes. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon.